Hi and welcome to Buddy's First Eleven. I'm here with Graham Onions. We're talking about some of the most memorable matches of his career and today we're talking about a, a pretty special occasion because um, only 87 times in the history of first class cricket has anybody ever taken 10 wickets in a match and uh, I've been in the, the, occasion, uh, the situation a few times Graham, where you've seen a, a bowler who's, who's on for a 10 for you were obviously there with Otis Gibson uh, we saw it with Chris Rushworth against Northampton recently and his teammates are absolutely terrified of taking the taking wicket that messes it up <laughs> so uh, you managed to get 9 against Nottinghamshire in at Trent Bridge in 2012 which idiot was it who stopped you getting 10 yeah I don't know what I was thinking I actually tried to miss and I ended up getting a run out can you believe that but <laughs> no I mean this, this is I, I mean the reason why I've chosen this game is that I mean it's obviously a landmark for myself uh, quite a special day um, but also it's just, just such a un- unique day really because I remember obviously doing the journey from, from missing out on the test match uh, at Lords against South Africa and then obviously doing the journey uh, missing me lunch and missing me tea and, and turning up and First thing that the lad said, it was a lovely hot day, and I said, Bunny, this is, this is pretty flat. And I was like, well, why did we only get 194 then? Um, but the way it worked out, you know, the, it was just one of those wickets that just, you know, things happened my way. You know, it was, it was very much, you know, you speak to people that get big wicket holes and just say, oh, I had a bit of luck, and, you know, it, it went my way. But I think the situation is that the wicket suited me a little bit. It, um, it kept... Uh, it was quite a, quite a hard abrasive wicket, but it was just a little bit skiddy. So I just had good areas, and and a lot of the bat- batsmen kind of played back, um, and and with my natural skiddiness, I kind of just nip back and hit them on the pad. So I got a few lbws. Um, but it was it was a special day. I mean, a day that um, that that I chose because it was just quite unique. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny the way cricket works. It's funny the way life works. That this had probably started out as a a pretty miserable week for you because it's been a bit of a theme of these podcasts about how great it is to play for Lord, uh, at Lords to mm. play for England and uh, and what have you and and in the case of South Africa you, you were particularly looking forward to it because of who you'd be playing against. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the I mean South Africa are are a special side. You know, they've got some some amazing players. But I mean, uh, there's one guy, Dale Stain, who I, I've always classed as. as he probably doesn't know it, but one of my heroes. Uh, I just love the way he bowls. I love the way he runs in and gives his all for his country. And he's another person, really, where I thought to myself, well, if I can kind of emulate his career a little bit in a way. And I, I know that I'm setting my standards very high here, but if if I can um, do something that he's achieved in his career and and be proud and 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 running and, and give his all for his country, then that's what I that's what I want to do. But uh, there's there's one thing which I I, I do remember is 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 that feeling of, of not getting picked again um, and these podcasts uh, hopefully they aren't coming across too too negative because it, it does when you go back through my career I, I seem to think well you know there's been a few times where I've not been selected or I've had injury problems but this was another one where I generally thought I'm going to get selected in this test match after the back of of some good performances for Durham and doing what the, the selectors have kind of asked, asked me to do and um, of course, I, I, I didn't get picked, and they said, "Oh, I'll just hang around, and support the lads at lunch." And I was like, "No, I need to. If I can't get in the test side, I want to go back to to, to Durham and, and play at Trent Bridge and try and get some wickets." And um, you know, obviously, obviously, I did that. Yeah, because w- while Durham were playing at, t- at Trent Bridge, just to give people a bit of context, uh, 
England were playing the sixth test match of that summer and, and you'd been involved in all six squads but only one of the games yeah. uh, that must be an extremely frustrating position to be in because as you just said if you're not playing for England you want to be playing for Durham yeah absolutely I, you know, I'm, I'm no different um, I suppose like Dale Stinn is for his country I, you know, I want to be like that for Durham and um, it's, it, it's tough I mean, you're in test match squads and you've got potential to play for your country. And of course, that's great. But ultimately, you know, every single test match is, is you're not getting selected. You're not getting picked. It's is quite hard to take. And I remember, it's not as though I'd had enough, but it was it was a case of, well, right, I'm going to show them how good I am. Um, and you know whether or not that had any any influence on me getting those nine wickets, I don't. Probably not. But it was certainly a mindset of, of me thinking, well, I'm going to show I'm going to show them what they're kind of missing a little bit in a way. And um, I I remember getting in the car. It was basically the toss was made. Uh, the first ball was bowled, so you couldn't change anything. Uh, and I got in the car and I went straight to Trent Bridge. And from then it was all I suppose all happy memories really. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the the great thing about moving from county to international cricket is that, no disrespect to county cricket, but you suddenly have the time to, to prepare properly and, uh, rather than just being bombing from one game to the next. So to have to jump in the car and and uh, go straight from Trent uh, straight mm. from Lords to Trent Bridge, I guess your mind was probably in a bit of a whirl when you arrived. Yeah, it was. Um, as I said, you know, the lads were very much like, oh. Uh, I'm pleased you're here, but you'll probably not be very happy because it is a flat one. Um, but it's, I mean, being from the northeast, you do a lot of travelling anyway. You know, mm. I, I've probably before this test match been involved with with a few of the others and kind of travel around a little bit as well. Um, but I, I, I just remember getting in my car and and just going straight to the ground. Um, it, it worked out well because the lad, lads had just finished their tea. Well, it didn't work out very well for me because I was starving, but. Um, the situation of the game is that I got a chance to bowl with a new ball. Um, so I turned up, didn't really warm up very much, to be honest. I was probably a little bit a little bit stiff, a little bit sore, but I, I got off to a good start um, and, and got a few wickets early on. Um, so, yeah, it was... It, uh, I, I, well, I, I, remember, I remember getting Hales out because uh, he didn't think he was out. It was a ball that, that nipped back, hit him on the back leg, um, probably hitting leg stump. Well, I'm always going to say that, I suppose. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was just it was just a good start. gave us a gave us that that feeling, um, you know that that if I put the ball in the right areas, that this could this could kind of be my day. But by by no stretch did I ever think I was going to get nine wickets. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to ask you about that. At what stage in an innings like that do you feel? Wow, this is something special. I'm in a, I'm in a special place at the moment. Um, I, I think I, I think without sounding. Um, you know, like kind of big-headed here, but because the wicket was quite a flat wicket, mm. um, you need to get into a good rhythm and you need to try to make things happen. And the other guys, you know, maybe maybe struggled a little bit to get uh, into some good rhythms and 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 I suppose to take wickets really. And, and things just happened for me, you know. It, I, I maybe I chose a good end, or I, I was just in good rhythm, or or maybe mentally I was just thinking, right, I'm really gonna, I'm gonna going to show how good I am and it just you know it just happened I remember um, uh, getting a couple of balls and I mean Vosges was quite a big one that was that that kept, kept a little bit low and flicked the outside of off stump and um, I think uh, Scott 
It was, I think Scott both might have been playing that game. Yeah, he, I think he caught it at first or second slip, just flicked the top of off stump, and I think I think I took four, and I took all four, but I was bowling well, and I, um, I thought, well, you know, I've got a good chance of getting a big wicket haul, you yes. know, and, and kind of influencing the game. Um, we had we had a break at lunch, and I think I maybe got a couple after. And then after then, so once you've got six fat and you've got no one else taking wickets, you, you, you of course think, uh, you know, this this could be my day. Yeah, and uh, I remember talking to you about after the game about the well, obviously we everyone mentioned mentioned the run out. I mean, you've taken eight wickets by that stage, and uh, there there you go, producing this uh, direct hit um, to this ball hit, hit across the square leg to run Luke Fletcher out. And I guess, yeah. well, I mean, you could tell at the time it, it was just instinct, wasn't it? You know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was Will Smith at the time. He had his helmet on. I think he was he was short leg for Scott Borthwick. Uh, and Scott was bowling quite nicely. He could have got a couple of wickets. Um, and Will Smith just said, "What are you doing?" But it was, I remember. I think I'm sure it was Luke Fletcher at the time knocked it. I was standing at quite a fine, fine leg, um, short, fine leg, and and I was I was sweating. I was pretty tired. And he just hit it. He just hit it, and he was quite a slow runner. So I just picked it up, and I just. Uh, obviously tried to hit uh, and it, it just it never looked as though it was missing and I hit it and, and everyone was like like head, head you know hands on the head saying like Bonnie what are you doing and I was like well, what do you mean so I've just run him out he said yeah but you could have got 10 wickets and I was like well I, I, <laughs> of course I joked I said oh well, I tried to miss but obviously just hit shows how good of a field I am but it was just one of those days where it just um it just just worked for me. It just happened for me. Actually, I think uh, Luke Fletcher might have got his bat stuck as well in the uh, in the dirt. So maybe if he if he if he had pushed his bat in a little bit, it might might not have been out. But um, I wouldn't care. I'm sure. Just before that, I'm sure I bowled maybe two balls at the tail end. I one I bowled a bouncer, um, which I hit. I think I hit him. I'm sure I hit him on the badge on the helmet. And then the next one was uh, I don't know how I didn't bowl him. So I was like, oh, well, never mind, I, you know, I'll have another chance, another crack at it. So I ran him out, and then it was over, and then I bowled, I bowled the guy, uh, yeah, I bowled uh, Andy Carter, see, yeah. uh, literally next next ball, and I was like, oh, I've missed an opportunity <laughs> to do what Gibble, because Gibble, obviously Gibble being a legend that he is, keeps saying, oh, oh no, nobody else will get 10 for, you know, ever. And, and I was like, I was so close to doing it, but I suppose I look back now and I think, oh, well, well nine, nine wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I guess that's the thing. I mean, we, we, we talked about what a, a rare thing it was and to have actually had one of your teammates do it earlier and kind of fully appreciate what that what that all means. I mean, I think when Otis did it, it was the first time for the best part of 20 years that, yeah, was. that anyone had uh, yeah. taken temper. And, uh, I, I suppose on that day, uh, you're exactly right, though. I mean, you, you're born at the other end and you're, you're like, oh, I just don't get out. Don't don't get don't, just don't get any wickets because he deserves to get the, the like get all ten, um, and I was. But I remember watching Otis and I was just thinking this is, and it was probably five wickets down. He probably had five wickets out of the first five, and he was bowling so well. I just thought he's gonna take all. He's gonna take all ten. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna take every single one. But of course, me being a, a bowler. I mean, the, bo- the the fielders might have at the time thought this is this is nailed on. Graham's going to get ten for yeah, but at the time I I, I didn't. The, the only thing which I would say is I, is during the right times in the game I had there was there was lunches and there was breaks. There was maybe drinks breaks, and it just gave me that little bit of a breather, a little bit of a um, a little bit of a, a chill out where before I could kind of go again because although I only bowled sixteen overs 
Um, I probably will eight and probably will eight and eight, but it just gave me that little bit of little bit of breathing space. Yeah, and I guess just as important to to you is the fact that um, the wickets weren't wasted in the sense that it was in a winning cause, I and mean, it was actually a, an extremely tight game. This one. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was. It was one of the first times we've seen Mark Mark Wood, and we kind of look, we kind of uh, laugh and joke about it now, and say that he always produces against against knots. He always seems to get wickets, and he does. Um, and the wicket. Well, I mean, first of all, everyone was saying, "Oh, you you could break Alan Walker's record." So I was like, "Oh, actually, I've got a good chance," and I probably took my mind off the game a little bit, really, because I was thinking, if I just take say five wickets in the second innings, I, I could break a record. Yeah, she could be great. So I, I end up getting one, which is an achievement because you get your ten for. But I didn't bowl as well second innings. Uh, Mark Wood reversed the ball beautifully and and got his wickets. And it was the first time that we saw Mark Wood think, "Well, th- this guy's got." Some serious potential. He's got a lot of, a lot of skills and attributes that could take him a long way. And I know it's easy for me to say that now because he's playing for his country. But it, um, you know, he he got five for in the second innings when he when he ran in and bowled fast and, and reversed it. And you know, of course, we ended up winning, which is the most important thing. Yeah, and in terms of the in terms of the club at the whole, as a whole, the the twenty twelve season had been a, a very difficult one, but you finished it incredibly strongly. I think it was five wins from the last six matches, mm. the other one a draw mm. uh, under the under the new captain Paul Collywood, and I guess that was probably the starting point for the title which followed the the next year in terms of the momentum you built up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously Colly t- t- uh, uh, kind of took the reins, uh, and he. He just, I suppose he, he kind of brought a little bit of fresh air, and he, and he believed in us, and he he just said, "Go out there and express yourself." And and I, th- I think sometimes when you have that little bit of breath of fresh air, is that players go out there and they perform off their own back and perform well. Um, and I don't think that's any coincidence, really. I think if you get the right personnel in charge and the right people that are going to go out there and, and and believe in you, then you know, like Dave Harker at, at Durham and giving you an opportunity to, to to have contracts and believing in you and Jeff Cook believing in you, then I think, a co- uh, you know, a captain and a coach is exactly the same. You know, they go out there and they they remind you how simple the game is but also how um, how you take your game forward and um, it, it was the start of something special because, as you said, you know, we won this game and we ended up winning, you know, five or six in a row Um and we ended up playing some really, really good cricket, and it was it was actually a good end up finishing quite a tough season, really, really well, as you said. Yeah, I mean, you kind of showed a lot of the characteristics that you, you've shown since under Paul Collingwood, in that you, you got involved in a lot of tight matches and 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 fought your way through them, and mm. I guess that's really important for a size mentality. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about you know winning trophies and you winning winning competitions and winning tight games is 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 you need to do exactly that. You know, you you need to have match winners are people who hold their hands up and 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 win those games and you know I, I'll say that obviously of course it was it was my game as such because I because I, I took the nine wickets but Mark Wood stuck his hand up second innings and and said I'm going to be the man to to do it and um, he did and as I said you know I think Collie's um, influence and and um, skills as a leader uh, certainly helped us for for that season and and the following seasons really yeah and. Uh I guess from a from a personal point of view as well, probably probably the period between uh, 2012 and th- 2013 was, was arguably your your peak. I mean, you took 64 wickets that year, uh, an average of under 15. Uh, I think you were leading wicket taker in the division again the next year. I mean, did you really feel as though that 
you, you, as we've talked about in the past, you'd recovered from that back injury. Yeah. Do you really feel that this, these were your best years? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, had, I certainly had a stage from, from 2009 and then I had the... Um, I mean, t- 2009, when I made my debut, I, I was certainly a, a good bowler, but I was nowhere near... Probably as good as I was, you know, in, in, in these seasons. Um these are, these are seasons where I, I was consistent. I, you know, I, I, I could constantly get the ball thrown to me, and, and Paul knew what what you were going to get. And as a captain, I'm sure that's that's a real luxury, really. And I think I believed in myself. And during during the county season, we always say that it, it's a hard slog, but if you get into it and you're actually doing well, then it's an absolute breeze. I yeah. mean, vice versa. You know, if you're having a bit of a struggle, it can be hard work. It can be tough. Um, but you need to obviously fight through those, and I think those those you know three years were were amazing times in my life where you know cricket was just massively on the up, and I was I was consistent, I was enjoying myself, um, and of course I you know I was uh, we were winning things, you know winning yeah. trophies, winning games, and and that's what you want. And I mean I'd be quite happy for that average to be a lot higher and and win things. So for me to be able to to, to say that I'm contributing is is the most important thing really. So how do you look back on that game now? Do you, do you look at it with, with pride that you took those nine wickets and ten in the match or do you look at it with frustration now that you, that you produced that run-up? Um, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll never do that again. I mean, people, to be honest, I mean, people say that, oh, you'll never do that. You'll never do that again. And you never know. You, you literally never know. So you never know. I might get another opportunity to do it. But realistically, that was the best opportunity I've ever had on, on taking... Uh, you know, I've taken seven for, I've taken, taken eight for, but you'll generally get a wicket with a new ball, with some, with some or Russia will get a wicket with a new ball, or, or the overseas or something, but that, I mean, that day was, I suppose I'll look back now and think, what was I doing running them out? But I, 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 you can't you can't think like that, because it was just, the, the nine wickets and, and putting a match winning performance is, 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 that, is, is really all I'm bothered about. I mean, I've got the ball in me in my house, and it's a ball which I've, I've helped Durham win, I suppose. It, it doesn't matter about that nine wickets. Of course, it'll go on my records, and it'll be something that I'm, of course, proud of, but... Um, for me, it was a stage in my life where I, w- I was I was loving my cricket. So uh, of course it'll be a, and the reason why I've chose this game is because it, it was a special game for me. Excellent, thank you very much, Graham. You've been listening to Bunny's first eleven. This, as you'll have gathered by now, is Graham Onion's benefit year, and you can find out more about the various events taking place by visiting his website at www.grahamonionsbenefityear.co.uk. Thanks again and tune in in two weeks' time for another podcast.